We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis Nakota Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Hi, Simone. So, what is our theme today? I had the whole like action sequence too. It was like books for the year. So, kind of a book like twirling in an ethereal light. Yes. Celine Dion moment. Yeah. If we had the budget for those kind of effects, imagine a book exploding with stars and um, moon dust and things. But it's also movies and video games for the year ahead. I've just decided. No, that's great because I have. I was like, I I got one book on my head, and then I was like, wait, there's other things. There's lots of things to be excited about this year. So yes, there really is. Get into it. Right, let's get right into housekeeping. Right, housekeeping. Housekeeping, righto. All the stuffs. We got stuffs. I love this. Sarah came up with it. New kits at the library. What could we possibly have for our new kits, Courtney? Well, I love the name, first of all. I just got to give uh, a shout out. Gadgets and Gizmos Galore. You can tell I have not been watching Little Mermaid. That's all I could think was that song. <laughs> Thingamabobs? What did she got? 20? 20. Do we have, I'm sure we have more than 20, but yeah. Yeah, I think we have more than 20 Thingamabobs. But to start, we have a sewing machine, which is a kit, which is pretty special and awesome. So you can borrow a sewing machine with your library card. Isn't that crazy? And take it home. That's crazy. That is crazy. Crazy awesome. <laughs> Want to try sewing, learn a new language or musical instrument, try ghost hunting, or get active with your family. We've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Okay, so let's get to that. But first we have the um, a ukulele kit. Oh, two of them. It is so cool craft kit so sewing machine and you can borrow a cricket maker with yep. accessories yes coming Shut soon up. <laughs> all coming soon omg that is so cool games kit braille kit and a ghost hunting kit the link to that is on our webpage at sgpl.ca under services so you can find all the cool information for this stuff whoa it's like what's a spirit box <laughs> An EMF detector. You know what this means, right? We're going to have to gear up and search the library for so ghosts. So we have to be Spruce Grove Ghostbusters? Yes. Okay. I've always wanted to be a Ghostbuster ever since I was a little kid. It's not your moment, Simone. <laughs> okay. Just 
bound to be some ghosts in the library. I would say so. Like, I to tell better stories about our hauntings that we've had here at the library. Not to scare anybody, but... Well, just the way that sometimes random books fly off the shelves. We've got to deal with the library, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, we try and stay friendly with the ghosts. American Sign Language, Cree... Arabic, Chinese Simplified, Farsi, French, German, Japanese, Punjabi, Russian, Spanish, Tagalog. You got it all in there. I did. Good for you. What's this? A music kit? A karaoke machine? You can borrow a karaoke machine? That might have been a little bit of Sarah's and I uh, input about <laughs> what we thought we needed. And we're like, karaoke. Uh, yes. And I think that's another one that we should use for our show. We should have a karaoke party. And you could sing all your Disney hits. (laughs) That'd be so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. And of course, Tech2Go, which is an extension of the Tech Bowl. We'll have Lego Mindstorm robots, Spheros, so you can race your little Sphero robot around your house, and the Code and Go mouse, which is a little purple mouse that you can code. It's very cute and very cool. Right, I will let you say some things now. Because I kind of took that over, sorry. <laughs> no, but it's so exciting because, I mean, you obviously helped us make those kits, so you got to talk about all the fabulous things. It's just so on. many great things. And we're going to have videos about them. So, you know, make sure you subscribe to our Facebook and our Instagram, YouTube. Anyway, right, enough <laughs> my babbling. Not at all. Not at all. Next we have, so it's kind of a sneak peek because technically this is in March, but we love you guys so much we thought we'd give you guys... Mm-hmm. First dibs on this one. So we're going to have a, an International Women's Day celebration. And it's a little different this year. We are going to have a self-defense for women's class. Wow. Yeah, at the Ryu Senshi Judo Club in Spruce Grove. So we've partnered with them. Excellent. They're going to host a class for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please register. It's going to be Saturday, March 12th from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Ages 18 plus. So, you know, typical stuff. So like, Bring comfortable clothing. Water yep. bottle. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, they are asking to bring uh, your mask as well for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously a max amount of participants in this program. Temperature checks will be done at the door just to make sure everyone's healthy and safe. So you guys have the best fun. And spaces are limited. So the registration form is up on our website. So you should register for that right away. And it's really cool because if you do register for this class... You get a kind of screaming deal. You get like a nine session. You can register for more learnings and more teachings and more mm-hmm. kick-ass fighting. <laughs> That's so, cool. Yeah, there is that opportunity as well. But like Simone said, all the details are in the registration form. So we'll take a peek. Another partnership with the Alberta Securities Commission. First class is today, but these these folks are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's right at the bottom there. Oh, there okay. you go. Look at all this. Whoa, that's a lot of info there okay what are they doing they have four different sessions that we have partnered with so the first one is tonight Mm -hmm. Uh, i believe it's the starting your investment journey so it kind of goes into all kinds of things that i know absolutely nothing about that's (laughs) such an important thing to be knowledgeable about investment yes i'm kind of dipping my toes into it but it's very confusing so this would be really helpful Great information to have, and I know absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> uh, session two, recognizing and avoiding investment scams. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. There's uh-huh. scams are plenty out there. So. And session three, we got 
uh, do-it-yourself investing, so understanding the fundamentals of investing on your own, which sounds scary, but I'm oh. sure they make it really easy. Yes. Oh, and section four, cryptocurrency. Which I know nothing about either. <laughs> <laughs> so please, if you're interested in those sessions, you can sign up for those. Everything's online. It will be virtual. So just head to our programs and events tab. It's under the adults and seniors mm-hmm. section. And then you can sign up right there. I did want to mention uh, story time at the library. Oh, yes, please. Tales to Time and Space, every Tuesday from 10.30 to 11, with me, Miss Simone, wearing my story time hat. And sometimes uh, the lovely Barb will also pop in to story time and help me. Do you have a story time hat? I don't have a story time hat. Oh, <laughs> I was like, where? <laughs> I oh, don't literally have a story oh. time although I probably should. I do have a story time shirt, although I, it's in the wash. It's a unicorn reading a book, and it says, the library is open. So that's my story time shirt. I need to find your hat. Yes. Make a little paper hat and just be like, yeah. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Next week, March, is going to be dinosaurs. It's going to be very fun, and I think you would enjoy that, Courtney. Is, I know you're quite fond of dinosaurs. I'm going to check my schedule right now and see if I can sit in there with it. <laughs> you might even hear some dinosaur sounds. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty epic. So that's a free program. Bring your little ones and have a great time singing and dancing. And, of course, the Tech Bowl. That is really taking off. We're going to actually, in a future episode, be talking about how the Tech Bowl is kind of in sections now. We have the Gaming Shark, the Building Octopus, the Exploring Sea Turtle. And if that sounds a bit weird, I'll explain what it all means and the merch that you can get just by coming to the Tech Bowl. I'm pretty excited. In fact, you can't see it here, but I'm going to show Courtney a template of the buttons that we're making. Oh my gosh. Are those going to be the merch and prizes that people could win? Mm-hmm. Just some of them. Just some? Oh my gosh. Heard it here first on Behind the Stacks. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in Spruce Grove? You're pretty quiet, but you're still, there's always things happening. There's always things happening, yes. Absolutely. So I always just like to snoop on the City of Spruce Grove website to see what's up. So the first one I saw, this was back on February 9th, but hmm. some restriction exemptions program, so that's that REP program, has ended at certain city facilities. So we were never part of it. Mm-hmm. We just require masks still. Uh, so, But it looks like other places around the city have dropped that program. So the places that have dropped the program are places like Horizon Stage, Elks Hall, uh, the Agrina, and BPAC. So you won't have to show your QR code, which I always feel, oh, you got to go through your pictures. Some people are smart and put it on like their background. I'm like, uh, that is smart. <laughs> I don't know if I want an ugly QR code on my background. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of new. And like we mentioned, we're not a part of the REP program, so we have, this doesn't concern the library. So for- another thing happening in Spruce Grove is C-Click-Fix. Okay, what is that? I think it's an app. I'm like, ooh, yeah, it's a downloadable mobile app. Oh, yeah. use the city's online reporting tool, see Click Fix, to report some of the most common non-emergency issues, such as missed waste collection, potholes, sidewalk issues, and litter. It's pretty relevant now, because I'm not sure about when you've been driving to work, all the potholes you've seen, but I swear I've hit every single one of them. So many potholes. Oh, things are melting, you're just like, oh, there she be. And then mm-hmm. it just, you hit it, and you're like, oh, my poor vehicle, and oh, my soul. Because <laughs> it shattered both. <laughs> So you can go to sprucegrove.org slash services slash c-click-fix 
Or you can also use the app. Oh, other issues, online crime report, whoa. Municipal bylaws, streetlight problems. This is pretty cool. I'm going to have to download it and play with it. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll have to download that and try it out. Or you download it and try it out and let us know what you think. Here's cruising through. What you reading? Or watching. Or listening. Or playing. So, for watching, I watched a movie called Willy's Wonderland on Netflix, but it is also out on DVD in track. So not Willy Wonka. No, oh, definitely not no, Willy this Wonka. Is, is this dark? This is dark. Oh, here it comes. Have you heard of um, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yep. Lots of animatronic creatures coming to life and killing you in horrible ways, and you have to try and escape them? Yes. That's pretty much what this film is, but... The cherry on top is it stars Nicolas Cage. Oh my gosh, he has he has risen. I have not seen him ever. Yes. So. <laughs> oh boy. Basically, he goes to this town and his car gets a flat, and the local mechanic says, "Oh well, I can fix it for you, but it's going to be like two hundred dollars." So he hands him his credit card. He's like, "Nope, nope, I only take cash, and we don't have any ATMs." But, you know, you can work off the money by helping to clean Willy's Wonderland, which is a bit like a Chuck E. Cheese. And Willy is, I think he's a ferret. And there's all these other animals too. Gorilla and monkey and dog. And Nicolas Cage, he doesn't speak through the whole film. Oh, well, this should be easy for him then, right? <laughs> he has to try and clean up Willy's Wonderland, but there's a dark secret. And I don't think I'm spoiling anything when I say that the animatronic creatures come to life and start trying to kill him. What? Yes. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> it's, 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 very, it's very silly, very cheesy. Uh, I think it's based on a graphic novel. The, all the creatures have the kind of souls of murderers in them. And he has to go around fighting these all night. Basically, the town has made a deal with Willie saying we'll send you a sacrifice if you don't kill anyone in our town. So they get random people to clean Willy's Wonderland and get eaten. But Nicholas Cage isn't going to go along with that. He's going to fight back. That's where the trouble starts. Yeah, basically it's Nicholas Cage versus these very deranged-looking puppets. My only question. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm surprised I only have one. Okay. And this may spoil it for some uh, listeners, so I do apologize. That's fine. Does Nicholas cage win at the end of the day and break the curse and everything's back to normal or he does <gasps> no way <laughs> spoiler alert but yes he does manage to beat all of the puppets and drive away in his fancy sports car and he gets this really cool willie's wonderland t-shirt that he has <gasps> to keep changing through the movie because every time he kills one of the things he gets it's not really blood it's more like oil all over him so he has to keep changing his shirts I, I'd love one of these when he's one time. It's a very important detail. It is, it is. <laughs> oh my god. And for some reason he's he has to drink this pop that gives him like superhuman strength. It's kind of like Popeye when he'd eat spinach and it would make him really strong. So he has to drink this special pop every couple of hours. Someone like the Witcher, I guess. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. he, he needs some superpower. Or video games. Any video game you think of. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it boosts his XP or whatever. It's such a great film, and it's it, it's rated R, but I think really like teens or 
older kids could watch it as well because like i said there's not really any blood and guts it's all like oil and springs and coils coming out of the monsters <laughs> do you think this was made as like a spoof to Fri- like five nights at freddy's or someone like dead serious like no this is like it's really hard to say okay. Because, yeah, it could definitely be seen as a spoof, but everyone's playing it very straight. Nicholas Cage is always, you know, worth the price of admission, and he doesn't disappoint. Well said, I agree. <laughs> what a brilliant find, Simone. Oh my gosh, that just, that, that, that takes the cake. We well, should have a you. little award for best recommendation <laughs> ever. Maybe at the end of the year we'll have an awards show. We should. Mm-hmm. And just kind of reflect on everything that we've accomplished in all of our sage advice and words <laughs> that one's we gotta remember that one i'm getting you a little trophy just be like, yeah there you go best recommendation thank you <laughs> for reading i read blend by mishonda referi um, this book is about a blending a family so um, step parenting and as you know i'm a stepmom so i saw this and i thought oh this may come in handy uh it's a great book it's I don't know if you've heard of the producer Swizz Beats. He's a really successful R&B hip-hop producer. He's produced for like uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, all the big names. And he's married to Alicia Keys. That's probably why I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. And Mashonda is his ex-wife, and they have a son together. And it talks about her journey from their relationship ending to him meeting Alicia and how they all managed to work together to have this amazing, supportive family with her son, with Swizz, and his two sons, with Alicia. And it's basically, I would say, a step-parenting goal. they just this huge family now, where the kids have support from everywhere. They work together, they talk through things, they communicate, and it just, oh, it really filled me with hope on how even though a family can be broken apart, it can also be brought back together again and made even stronger if everyone's willing to work at it. It was very inspirational, very positive, um, gave me a lot of really good tools and things to think about. I would highly recommend it if, if you are in that situation where you're trying to blend your two families together. That was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, a bit of a contrast. Yeah, right? I was just about to say, now I'm in the fields, and before I was in the... Are you kidding me? <laughs> and now I'm back down to earth. I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That's really nice, because I feel like a lot of families feel like, you need to read this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's getting past your... You know, you have, the of course, the anger and the bitterness that you've broken up, or they've met someone else, but just trying to push past that and seeing what's best for the kids. Everyone doing their best to get along and show a really positive outlook is really beneficial and it can be done. Now, what have you been reading, watching, etc.? Ha! Been busy. <laughs> a little busy, so I'll try to keep it short and sweet and okay. just kind of say what it is and a few descriptors and then move on, except for the one that we might talk about a little bit because I may or may not have told you about it before. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. So, have you heard of Sapiens? Like that book that everyone's reading, and it's about like I have heard humanity. Of it. Yeah. Yes. So I cheated and well, not cheated, but I read the graphic novel because I'm like, this that, that just sounds like something that needs pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was not disappointed whatsoever. Uh, so I read Sapiens, a graphic history volume one which i was like oh i didn't know there was more because it, it was so full of information i'm like oh my gosh i'm like overloaded oh my goodness and now i'm like now there's more than one i'm like oh okay here we go do we have that here <laughs> yes yes we do 
Um, so it's a look at the kind of big picture of the entire history of the human species. Wow. But they make it into kind of like a game show, <laughs> which is really funny, which is probably why I was able to latch on to this a bit more, because you know how it is. Sometimes with nonfiction, you're just like... Oh, yes. It can be very dry. Yeah. And you just, like, I have to keep rereading it, because as soon as I read some, most, I should say, nonfiction, it's like reading a textbook, and my brain just is like, whoop, mm-hmm. turns off, and I'm like, mm, it's not, no... <laughs> don't like it Mm -hmm. so this is a graphic novel was really really helpful because i felt like i enjoyed it way more so it was really interesting about like the different human species and how we got to where we are today and you're just kind of like mind blown mind blown Mm. so that one was good highly recommend uh skin of the sea by natasha bowen pretty much little mermaid fairy tale weaved with african mythology so what i'm saying is black mermaids wow which is fantastic. That is. I'm like, oh, I love this so much. And how was the story? Was it? So good. so good. Sometimes with retellings, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, okay. No surprise. I know what's mm-hmm. going to happen because they've been, you know, everyone's had a chance. But yeah. this one, for some reason, I really was just like, and there's so much I learned about African mythology. Like they have their own variation of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've already forgot what it's called. <laughs> but it was really cool because I Googled it and I was like, there's actually a lot of cultures that have their version of a unicorn that I had no idea. Okay, well, it's like future episode there as well. Right? We could talk all about mythologies because, you know, they don't get enough shine and love. We always hear about, you know, mm-hmm. European. Yeah. And I'm like, I know you guys. There is there's way more cool there's stuff way out there. more. So that was really good. YA, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there is room for another one. So stay tuned for that. It was, like I said, highly recommend. Uh, okay, this one. <laughs> Let's talk about this one's one. Okay. This one's pretty dark. <laughs> oh, okay. So, naturally, we're going to love it. <laughs> oh, I see the word plague. Yep, so it's <laughs> How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people, I don't know if you're finding this yourself, because we're going through a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, I've kind of taken some creative liberties, like now's the time to have all kinds of end of the world dystopian novels are like come flying out the doors yes right like it's definitely an influx it is and then it goes into the question like is it bad taste is it just downright inappropriate or is it something more which is great so this one <laughs> it's a bunch of mini stories like, oh like ray bradbury okay but it all connects like they will mention someone from one chapter that relates to this chapter and basically it's 2030 so oh that's not long so future distance (laughs) so that's why it's kind of scary because it's it's imminent it's not like i'll be dead time it's like oh crap i could still be alive this Mm -hmm. could happen time which makes it a little scary um and there's an archaeological dig in the arctic circle that unleashes an ancient plague you should never dig in the arctic circle no it's like did you see that post where they found like a four thousand year old board game and everyone was like put it back Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah don't play it this is not jumanji you guys really (laughs) put it back Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i thought was really funny because we do not need a jumanji right now you guys we've we're going through some stuff. So. We're just getting out of it, maybe. So, right. so of course, the plague is destined to reorganize life on Earth for generations to come. Oh, they unleash a plague? Of course they do. Oh. That was trapped for thousands of years, and then naturally, it spread. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. This okay. Is the, yeah, this is the one that I was like, oh my god. Yes. And I, I, I kind of lied to you. It's. The author is Japanese American, but most things take place in America. But there are some nods to people that came from Japan. Mm-hmm. 
So let's just say this plague gets so bad, and at first it attacks, unfortunately, the children. No. The children are the first to get hit. And it's, like, not a very nice plague whatsoever. Okay. Like, terminally ill. Like, mm-hmm. really bad. Mm-hmm. So, in fashion, to help the all these terminally ill kids, yeah. they build a theme park mm-hmm. that there's a specific roller coaster that hits a G4 so bad that it kills them. Oh. Like, instant death. Like, they, it's... Oh, it was like Orion's. Like it was a very like mythological name for roller coaster. But the ideal is that parents will come with their kids who are very sick. Like I'm not talking little sneeze. I'm talking like they need organ transplants constantly. They are like on the verge of death. Parents are trying to keep them alive, but the kids are just suffering. There's nothing you can do mm-hmm. to help them. So they go to a theme park to have fun, and then the last stop in the theme park is this roller coaster. Oh, so. Euthanasia roller coaster. So you just load up the kids, and you hear screamings of joy, and then you hear nothing. Oh my god! So, like I said, this one's gonna hit a little hard. This oh, is that's not sad. This is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> so that's just one chapter out of this. And then there's talking pigs because they are um, talking gen- pigs. There's genetically enhanced pigs that are being used because. Uh, People need constant organ transplants, like lungs and hearts, if they're harvesting them from pigs. Mm -hmm. And one pig is genetically modified enough that they start to render speech. (laughs) So they start talking. Wow. But it's clearly, it's not like um, Charlotte's Web or Babe. No, No, it's not Babe or none of them singing songs and having a grand time. It's kind of them (laughs) learning and coming to understand, like, why am I here? What is my job? Well, your job is to die to let other people live oh. by taking your organs. Gosh, this sounds like tender as the flesh. Yep, I get all the good ones for you. I do. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh. This is awful, but I'm very excited to read it. Right? There's uh, <laughs> robo dogs that are pro- programmed with the memories of the dead. So there's little talking robot dogs, what? and you can speak to them, and they'll record your voice before you pass, and then creepy thing being is once you've passed, sometimes you'll be like, oh, now I hear mom, because she's the robo dog is talking, and it's right. So a little dog's running around and it has a voice of yeah. dead dead people. Oh, okay. And there's a hotel that you can go <laughs> and like spend your last night before they get cremated because everyone's getting cremated because it's a disease. Right. So there's that. And then, of course, a lot of space travel in this one. Like they're very much trying to find another Earth to inhabit because this one is so pooched. And then I, I thought it was kind of sad. A little bit of a spoily. It was like 50 years later. And they're like, everything's fine. And the spaceships were like, thanks. And they kept going thousands of years out, but didn't return. Oh, no. Let's find a new Earth. <laughs> so all the short stories are based on the plague. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. There's some. I'm, I'm trying to Google them, but it's kind of a new book. And I'm like, what is this? Are these souls? Are these people like you're you're gonna have a few chapters in there where you're just like I don't know what's going on. Okay. So it's really deep. Mm-hmm. So you have to read it, and we can talk about it because I'm still like I don't. I think I missed something. Yeah, I I, I definitely have to read this. Yes. So it's pretty dark, mm-hmm. pretty gruesome. But like I said, if you're a Ray Bradbury fan and you like that kind of futuristic, dystopian, <laughs> awful, then this is for you. <laughs> I do. I'm afraid I do. Me too. It's okay. <laughs> so check that out today. No kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, and grab that. No, absolutely. It's in track. But yeah, brand new. So that's a really good one. I finished the second book in the series. I'm about uh, Simon Snow and Baz. Mm. Basically, gay Harry Potter. The Harry Potter. So yeah. Second book in. 
because don't you know, we a little bit of spoily, I mean, but it's kind of obvious from the first book, you know, you defeat the ultimate evil, everyone is saved. Yay! Well But no. But no, Simon Snow, oh. the chosen one. He should be happy. Yeah. But he's not. So it kinda of goes into that. And there's another book after that, so I have to read. There's three in the series so far. This is book two. It was an excellent book, but yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, well, you're the hero. Yay, save the day. Well, now what? I, I feel like our future, um, what you're reading, are just going to be me reading the stuff you read the week before. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, and to follow up on Courtney's recommendations. Yes. <laughs> well, same with you, too. It's a great. So that's a really good read. I know a few colleagues and I are reading that together. We're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Can you believe this? Total fangirl squee. So mm-hmm. you can join the like, oh, I would love to join the fangirl squee. Yes. Uh, watch. Oh. Actually, it was a good time for Barb to come in. She recommended this one to me. So, smoke Signals? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, Smoke Signals. Oh, my gosh. Did you want to talk about it? Or are you, no, you you're busy? She's busy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a really good, it's like 90s flick. So get ready for some like. 90s? Yes. Okay. Oh, it brought me so much joy. Already interested. Oh, it was so <laughs> good. So it's about Victor and Thomas. And they're brought together pretty much through Victor's father, Arnold. Mm -hmm. So Arnold rescued Thomas as an infant from a house that was on fire that killed his parents. So it was his grandma. Uh, But because of this, Thomas considers Arnold like this hero. He's like, you saved me. You have so many great tales about him. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, Victor has a different perspective because his father went through like alcoholism, domestic violence, and eventually child abandonment. So he's just polar opposites Mm -hmm. about this. And, um... Arnold ends up passing, so they have to go and, you know, collect his remains and his belongings and just the journey that they have to get there. And it's just such a beautiful movie. Like, I felt it was just like, oh, Indigenous. Mm -hmm. I should mention that. But it was really, really good. That sounds really interesting, like the contrast between how they see Arnold. Right? Hi. You have more to say? It is a low, was it was a low budget movie. It was $2,000 to make. Victor likes to tell stories. It's pretty hilarious. I recommend it for you guys to watch it. Thank you, Barb. Oh my gosh. Yes. The the radio host and like the traffic update where he's just sitting there because his vehicle got stuck like 20 years ago and he's just never moved. But the traffic update is like, I saw a truck go by. <laughs> Nothing else. And it's like, oh boy, guys, it's going to be big, like, gridlock for traffic. You better be careful out there. You're going to get late to work. And that's available through track as well? Yes. Awesome. And my last one, I promise, <laughs> I binge watched this, like, last weekend. Have you seen Deadly Class? I haven't. On Netflix, based on a graphic novel. And the show is also in track pack, so you can get both. I haven't read the graphic novel is this yet. Is Korean? Nope. Oh. Surprisingly not. Like, oh. Oh. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> we'll have to have a whole episode of all the Korean. I know. Oh, there's too many. Because you had a really good one and I forgot about it. And I was like... Strangers from Hell? That's it. But this one, essentially, it's... Okay, so it's incredibly violent and disturbing. I should... Okay. Start with that. It's basically like an air quote boarding school, high school, where they either rescue or these kids are sent to it. And they're kind of taught how to be an assassin. It's run by this head professor and he's kind of got some family issues in the sense where his family's like the caretakers of the green temple and they're the ones that run this thing and it's pretty deep mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like you would like it some <laughs> that does sound like some... <laughs> i'm very interested yes so yeah just binge on netflix 10 episodes have you read the graphic novel no oh. i didn't and we do have that in track i think there's like seven volumes 
Okay. When I looked. Oh my gosh. So much great stuff to read. Right? Because I saw, I was, you know, at the intro there, and you're like, okay, and then it's like based on a graphic novel, and you're like, kind of sit up right a little bit more. You're like, yep. well, first of all, of course, second of all, <laughs> where is it? And mm-hmm. yeah, luckily, both the show and the graphic novel are on track. Yeah, like follows this kid who was, oh. uh, follows the main character who was basically homeless because his parents were killed by uh, basically someone out of the loony bin. And I'm not sure if you've seen Kill Bill. You know how some I have. Yeah. So you know how some parts it goes into like animation because it's almost like too gruesome to have mm-hmm. people do it? This does this too. Like oh. quite a bit. Everyone's got a really sad backstory and has witnessed like violence or something traumatic happen to them. Mm-hmm. And so it does go into that and the chicks are badass. And there's like <laughs> groups, like there's like kind of Spanish group and there's like a Japanese group and of course the Japanese character was part of the Yakuza but then she left mm-hmm. so yeah it's just <laughs> it was a really good binge I was just like keep playing you know when Netflix reminds you still there you're like absolutely yeah, I am still here I am still here bring thank, it on thank you for asking my head is spinning now because I want to read and watch all of these things you've recommended oh well, thank you same with you I've got a that Willy's Wonderland <laughs> Willy's Wonderland just kills me <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is on Netflix. Maybe next episode we'll meet back and discuss all of these that we thought of. This will be our homework. <laughs> okay. Like, it's the best homework ever. Yes. Because I actually want to do it. <laughs> yes. Whilst you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll do it later. Anyways. On to our theme. Books and movies and games. Yeah, looking forward to them. What are you looking forward to? Well, it's quite a lot, but I thought I'll just do a couple. This could go on a while. Hey, floor is yours, my friend. (laughs) Well, let's start with books. I saw on Instagram, I followed your advice and have been looking for new books to read, recommended on Instagram, and there's so many, and I just, I need more time. I I need the days to be longer, so there's more time to read. This one is called Anthem by Noah Hawley. And it's uh, a dark dystopian novel. As soon as I see it, <laughs> just oh. to be, <laughs> just to change things up a bit. Our new theme is <laughs> a suicide epidemic has overtaken Hawley's version of America, and it's fueled by teenagers. First in small numbers, then in growing crowds, teens choose to kill themselves rather than commit to living in a hopeless world. There's a group of teens who don't want to do this, and they actually want to try and make things better, and it follows their story. It's dystopian, gloomy, epidemic, pandemic. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to reading that. And then there is the sequel to My Heart is a Chainsaw, Don't Fear the Reaper. What? Yes. Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Graham Jones. Yes. And I, I loved... My heart's a chainsaw. And of course, see that right there, that's one that we've, you read, I had to read it. I loved it. Oh, as soon as we talk about slashers, I was like, this is a gift. Because you will love this. You just give me so many gifts. (laughs) It's Dark Mill, South escapes from a prison, uh, transfer in a blizzard, and goes after Jade. When does that come out? That comes out. I didn't even know. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the gift back. You're welcome. (laughs) On June 26th. Well, we, we all know how awesome June is. Yes. So, even better. So, the universe has given us a gift. Thank you. For video games, I talked about this in an episode last year, um, Plague Tale Innocence, which is a game where you play a girl called Amicia and her little brother Hugo. They travel through war-torn, plague-ridden France. 
I really didn't mean to have all these plague stories. It's totally a coincidence. <laughs> and they have to kill these rats who carry the plague and eat people. And Plague Tale Requiem is a sequel to that. It's set a few years in the future. Hugo is now a teenager. They're still traveling through France. There hasn't really been a proper description of what the story is about, but they've shown screenshots and the rats are bigger and badder and there's a new villain. It looks really epic, scary, and I'm so excited to play it. I don't know when it's coming out, though. It keeps saying 2022 and there's no date. Video games are doing that to me, my friend, because that's the same with mine later. It's like 2022 and you're like, that's not helpful. (laughs) No. When in 2022? And finally, movies, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Does it say 2022 too? It does say 2022. Ah, May 6th. May 6th, okay. I was about to say, no! (laughs) So that will be a good one to talk about um, during comic book month in May. It's Benedict Cumberbatch again. It's also rumoured that Patrick Stewart and Ryan Reynolds may be guest starring in it, but they're both denying because Patrick Stewart's voice is in the trailer, but Patrick Stewart himself says, you know, people have been imitating my voice ever since I came on the stage 40 years ago, so I can't be held responsible for that. But I feel that he might be... That doesn't say no, he's not in it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And Ryan Reynolds says, I guess I'm not really supposed to say anything about that, but I'm really not in the movie. I could be an unreliable narrator, but I'm promising you I'm not in the movie. So that to me sounds like they're definitely in the movie. Yeah, you're both lying. Yeah. So I'm really excited because I loved Doctor Strange. Awesome film. And this one looks even more amazing. So those are what I'm looking forward to. Those are very solid choices. And I have a confession. I haven't seen those. You haven't seen the I thought you were like the Marvel queen. Nope. Remember, I'm doing the the order we're allegedly oh, supposed to watch it in. Right. That makes the most sense. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet, but I really, because it's always been a big bumper batch in my head. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, Benadryl cabbage patch. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one better. I'm using that forever. So many. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting, though. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, is he going to be, like, as his character, like... Xavier and is it going to be Deadpool or is it you know like... I don't know there isn't really that much about the plot but it's uh, looks like WandaVision as well Elizabeth Olsen's in it Rachel McAdams thank you for those great recommendations because now I'm excited okay um, what are yours because I'm going to be even more excited once I hear them oh they're kind of want want compared to yours I only got two <laughs> okay what are they uh, well the first one is the second book to the Sarah J Maas house of sky and breath oh yes so the crescent city novel which i mean it's just beautiful like i was like oh my gosh so that's mm. actually coming out actually no you know what i think i lied to you i think that came out on the 19th oh but it's this year so <laughs> it is this year so i'll have to so read that because everyone is taunting me on instagram with it because a lot of people work for publishers and they're like oh, 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 i read it i'm like stop it <laughs> i hate you stop <laughs> taunting me with your books and access that's and just cruel knowledge and no spoilies so I was really excited for that one. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll just, I think I have it on hold. I'm just waiting for it to be like, boop, your turn. And video game, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, new Legends of Zelda. Which, frustrating like yourself, coming in 2022. Uh, and you're like, that. I'm almost a quarter way through. 
when is, when are they gonna come out? Why don't they do that for video games? Like just are they seriously like last minute scrambling to develop this thing? And they're like, wait, 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 Link Link needs pants. Link needs pants, everyone. Stop it. Stop. We can't we can't push Hang it on another one. Do some coding. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got pants. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> you can go off now. So yeah, those are my two quick ones. Guess what? We're not done yet. Because we have a special guest. A surprise guest? A surprise guest. Oh my gosh. Now, if you've been listening for a while to Behind the Stacks, you remember last February we had the lovely Chelsea come in and talk to us about a variety of romance novels. An extensive, beautiful list of like all the types. Like if you need romance novels, she is your queen. So without further ado, today we have a very special guest, our regular romance reader and wonderful staff member, Chelsea. Hi Chelsea, welcome back to Behind the Stacks. Thanks for having me. I see here that you already have a list that's been alphabetized, highlighted, it's wonderful. Yeah, I did it by genre so everyone can have a, an idea so if they're listening like, oh I feel more contemporary, well then they could just listen to the one list and they don't have to go, oh I recommend this book, but it's contemporary and mm-hmm. then move on to like fantasy or graphic novel and then come back to contemporary so I thought it'd be a little bit easier for the listeners to find books that they would enjoy. That's so great, so there's romance in pretty much any genre then? Yeah, it can be even as small or even it could be a main point so mm-hmm. in fantasy you could have it being the smallest point at the end of a book or it could even show up in sequels so it wasn't in the first book but it's in later books well i will stop talking and let you tell us about your list for sure so starting off with my recommended reads we have the genre of contemporary so for the author emily henry i have written down people we meet on vacation and beach read these mm-hmm. are very much like reality-based, very personal. My personal favorite is Beach Read because it's about authors Mm -hmm. and two authors writing and and getting, like, writer's block. So it's, like, a cute little banter back and forth. And then we have the Primas of Power trilogy by Alexis Daria. It's a current ongoing series. She only has two out right now with one coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Um, I love them both equally, so they're both highlighted for me. And the first one is You Had Me at Ola, and the second one is a lot (laughs) like Adios, so obviously Spanish-based, definitely all the stuff like that. If you're looking for a contemporary that'll have you feeling both sad, but at the end you'll get that little happily ever after then you should read The Two Lives of Lydia Bird by Josie Silver. She's a very good romance author, but this book really stuck with me and it made me think about relationships and and what happens when people are gone and how you kind of move forward. A fun little novel is A Faux Love Story by Loan Le. It's also a YA novel, so young adult, you can find it in our teen section. And it reminds me a little bit of Romeo and Juliet, but with like pho and pho restaurants and and very heavily based on family and recipes. I think it's so funny. (laughs) We also have the Bromance Book Club series by Lisa K. Adams. So right now she has four out with a fifth one coming out in November 2022. It's a Christmas based, this, Mm -hmm. this last one. So you have the Bromance Book Club. Undercover Bromance, Crazy Stupid Bromance, <laughs> Isn't It Pr- Bromantic, and the last one is A Very Merry Bromance. And my personal favorite is Isn't It Bromantic because there's the main character guy is a Russian. <laughs> and so you just have to imagine this Russian, thick Russian accent of all these men who are in a romance book club together to help them in their relationships and to help them understand their women a little bit better. Oh, that's awesome. Another fun one is Talk Bookish to Me by Kate Bromley. Obviously author is bookish. I feel that. And then 
This one's a little bit not as known, but it's Moose Spring series by Sarah Morgenthaler. It's ongoing and it takes place in Alaska. And moose are very much a thing in Alaska. And my favorite book out of the, out of the three that are out right now is The Tourist Attraction, mainly because a moose has a love affair with a truck because of bread. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I think it's so funny. But then you have Mistletoe and Mr. Right and Enjoy the View, and it takes place of different characters, but they're all together in the same town. So that's it for contemporary. For fantasy, I have Married to Magic series by Elise Kova. She has two currently out right now, with one coming out in August 2022. The first one is A Deal with the Elf King, the second one, A Dance with the Fae Prince, and the last one coming out is A Duel with the Vampire Lord. The second one is my personal favorite, The Fae Prince. Huge plot twist in it. But obviously there's different parts, there's different um, species of fantasy kind of in each in each and every book. So there's mm-hmm. the elves and then there's fate. And they're different. They're different. Don't yep. let anyone tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then there's vampires. The next book I have is The Wolf and the Woodsman by Ava Reed. It relies heavily on the fantasy aspect of it with a touch of romance in it where you're kind of like, ooh, I'm going to root for them. Like, <laughs> like, I want them to get together. And then it just, it kind of builds and it's it's really natural. Then we have the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy. If anyone's on TikTok, you'll know what these books are. Everyone went nuts over them. I started reading them before they got popular and then everyone was talking about them. Oh, It's a take on the story of Midas, King Midas, so mm-hmm. a touch of gold. And oh my gosh, it took me for a real, but they have... Three out right now, with one coming in May 2022. I don't know if it's the last book, but there's Guild, Glint, Gleam, and then the last one is Glow. I like them all equally, so I'm just, I don't have a favorite. And then we have For the Wolf by Hannah Witten. So it's kind of like a Red Riding Hood retelling, but with a lot more fantasy. And then also like maybe Beauty and the Beast kind of thrown in because there's a whole beast aspect of it. Oh, it's the first one in a series, mm-hmm. and the second book is coming in June 2022, and it's called For the Throne. So it's like, it threw me for a whole reel. Next, we have our graphic novels. I know some people really do love their graphic yes. novels. Oh, absolutely. We have Happily Ever After and Everything in Between by <laughs> Debbie Tung. It's a great title. She just makes these comics about her and her husband, about mm-hmm. their life together. And what they do in just everyday things. And it's super sweet. Mm-hmm. We have In Love in Pajamas by Katana Chetwind. I love her. She posts all over her Instagram and social media. I follow her. She's amazing. And she also has two other books, Little Moments of Love and Snug. Just She's <laughs> the same thing. Like with her, with her husband, she just makes little comments about their everyday life and things that they do together. And then the last one is One of Those Days by Yehuda and Maya Devere. I apologize if I'm saying their name wrong, but it's about their everyday lives as well. And then their journey of wanting to have a child and then just their journey with a child and their relationship and everything in between. Then of course we have our historical romances because you can never have romance without a little, little touch of history in it. Would you say they are your favorite genre, the historical romance? Um, I'm definitely really into the historical romances mm. right now, especially the Highlander romances. I, I Scott is just all I need. I love the accent. Mm-hmm. I love Outlander, so... Watch the show, listen to the audiobooks, amazing. I guess you could say that's another romance, but I've read those a while ago. But for these ones, we have When a Scot Ties the Knot by Tessa (laughs) Dare. Yep, it's exactly what you think it is. And I listen to many of these on audiobook. Mm -hmm. So I listened to the Scottish lilt of everyone, and it just made things ten times better. Then we have the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society by Marianne Schaefer and Annie Barrows. It is, it's definitely not a new book, but it's new to me. Mm-hmm. And it's written in the form of letters. So it's not like a regular novel that you would read. Okay. 
but it's written in letters sent to different people to help carry the story along and help carry the the history and it's definitely based in World War II mm-hmm. on the little Isle of Guernsey just in the UK then we have The Lady and the Highwayman by Sarah M. Eden it's the first in a series there's a few more um, it's based in Victorian England so you, obviously you have your oh you can't touch hands unless they're gloved hands <laughs> if we touch skin on skin it's scandalous shocking. it's shocking mm-hmm. you're sent right to jail right to jail <laughs> But it was definitely very fun, and it this also has two books who write Penny Dreadful, so authors write Penny Dreadfuls. But one of them is a woman, and she's writing under a pseudonym as a man because she's in the upper class, Ooh. and so no one can know that she's writing these things. Scandalous. But bits of the books that they're writing, the Penny Dreadfuls, are in the story as well, mm-hmm. and they coincide with everything that's going on in the real story. So Ooh. I thought that was very fun. That is clever. And then, of course, my, my last historical recommend is Sweet Revenge by Lindsay Sands, which is a Highlander novel. <laughs> and it's it's so fun. I de- definitely recommend Lindsay Sands. I'm really getting into her for historical romance, especially her Highlander series. I will no, have no shame. I have no shame. <laughs> and then we have our category where it's a whole bunch of different categories in one. So each book kind of has multiple categories in it. So I have fantasy, supernatural, historical, and mythology in it. My first one, and it's actually my five-star recommend read of the year so far. Oh. This is ab- my, one of my absolute favorite books of the year. Okay. Is The Wolf and the Whale by Jordana Max Brodsky. It has a lot of mythology in it. So Inuk and Viking kind of of their culture and gods and their spirits and it, it meld together quite nicely without taking the respect away from either cultures it's mm-hmm. very very beautiful and then obviously fantasy and historical it fits in those ones as well because it takes place obviously before modern times when they're still you know wearing the furs of animals mm-hmm. and obviously vikings things like that then i have lovely war by julie berry it's definitely mythology so greek it's a YA novel, so you'll find it in our teen section, and it's historical, so it takes place during World War One and World War Two. So the two stories, the, the story that is being told takes place during World War One. however, the story is being told when World War Two is happening, and it's told by Greek gods. So Aphrodite is actually telling the love story and telling the story of the two couples getting together, and she's having to tell it to other gods to kind of like give meaning to the love that she feels, especially for people. And then we have the Four Horsemen series by Lauren Thalassa. I read it on Kindle. It's a supernatural and mythology because obviously it involves the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, all these things like that. And I really love these books because each book takes place in a different part of the world that will coincide with what where the story is focused. Mm-hmm. So Pestilence is the first one, takes place in Canada and the West Coast, which obviously we need some representation in books. <laughs> so we got Vancouver in there. Then War takes place in the Middle East. Famine takes place in South America, around Brazil, that kind of area. And then Death takes place in North America, mainly just the United States. Okay. It's where all it, all heads comes together. I actually made my husband read these read the series. He was obsessed. Oh, he liked was really, them. I, I told him about them, and he's like, I need to read them. And then he just finished the last one, and he was texting me throughout the whole book. He's like, oh my gosh, this happened. Oh my gosh, this thing's happening now. Oh my gosh, I finished the book. Oh my gosh. And it was really funny. So he would recommend it. He would recommend it, yes. For all the gentlemen out there, he would recommend it. Then we have, of course, my all-time one of my all-time favorite series is the Black Dagger Brotherhood series by J.R. Ward. It's ongoing. Mm-hmm. She's just written her 19th book for this series. Wow. And she's not stopping. There's more things that can happen. <laughs> and I would say it fits more under Supernatural because it takes place in the modern world. Okay. Just with vampires living in the modern world, but needing to be kept secret. But, mm-hmm. like, there's relationships between vampires and, and humans. And I have my top three books. 
you can see there's a little bit of a gap between the first and the second one where <laughs> yeah, my slightly where my first my first one is number three so lover awakened i definitely felt like it made me fall in love with the series it made it spurned me on to mm-hmm. finish the last like 17 books in the series then my next favorite is number 16 the thief and number 17 the savior so you can definitely see there's a little bit of a gap there but i i needed 16 and 17 I needed to read them when I read them, so it was just beautiful. Do you know when 18th is coming out? Oh, oh, 18th and 19th are already out. I'm waiting for number 20. Oh my goodness. And this is not even including like the point fives of these series. (laughs) I haven't read those yet. It's, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Plus the two Christmas books that they have. I read them at Christmas. And you need to read the series before you read those Christmas books. It's about, it it involves the characters and situations and. One of the books made me really sad. It was very sad. The Shadows, if you're going to read it, it's very sad. Prepare yourself. I was not prepared. I did not know. And then my very last category, because I didn't really know where to put this one, but it's a mafia romance, if anyone ever <laughs> happens upon mafia romance. And um, my author that I, that I really fell in love with for mafia romance was Zoe Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, from her two series so she has ruthless obsession trilogy and then the ivanov crime family and they each have three books and the second book in both series are both my favorites and i actually um my husband read the ruthless obsessions trilogy mm-hmm. i made him read it because i was like you need to read this because he was wondering what i was hyping up these romance books about and then he read them and he was like yeah number two is definitely my favorite as well he really he really got into it marry someone who reads the books that you tell them to read <laughs> but that's all the recommends i have that's majority Majority of these I read in 2021, and a few of them I've read so far in 2022. I thought that I would throw in last year because last year I was on the February podcast for Valentine's yes. Day, so I didn't want to include any that I had put in that one. But obviously, I've read more books since then, so I thought I would throw those in there as well. This is fantastic, and what a variety! I, yes. I didn't even know there were mafia love stories, but I guess oh, gangsters need love too. There's way more. I did not even include like the other like fantasy ones that involves aliens. Because that has happened. Everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say aliens. Because there's a book series that's blowing up everywhere. But I have a personal favorite for alien series. Because they're, they're really like humans in this one. So I was like, this is doable. But I like to branch out. I like to definitely like to see what else is going on out there. Especially what other people recommend. TikTok is very good for that. Once you get on Booktop, you are never going back. Because I, I just, my, my to-be-read list just grew exponentially from other people's recommends. It's bad. There's never enough time in the world. There really isn't. No. Well, I hope you will come back next Valentine's and tell us all the wonderful books you read for the remainder of this year. Oh, I will definitely have more. I'm already ready to read another Romeo and Juliet spinoff, but it's Spanish, so I'm excited. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. If you would like to be a special guest, or you have any questions, concerns, or any great episode ideas, you can send them to us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. That's it for this episode. Join us in March for a brand new Behind the Stacks. Bye! Bye!